Music is our medicine. It's the best thing humanity has ever done is to create music. It is our greatest contribution to this planet. When we live in the world that we're in now, we feel it. We all see what's happening here. It's this feeling that there's something outside of ourselves that is going to heal this, which is impossible. I don't know who they are when I say they, but someone doesn't want us to know how powerful we are. Someone doesn't want us to know that we have the entire ability to connect our own nervous system back together, to heal it all, to literally create the world. But when we're younger, we see ourselves as greatness. And we really believe we could be anything. The world tells us otherwise, and we listen. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't listen can go all the way with that. The big silence. Doo -doo -doo. Hi, big silence fam. And guess who's here sitting next to me? Your one and only favorite, Bobby Goldstein. Mm. Hello, Big Silence family. I thought you were going to say that I was your favorite for a second. I'm like, whoa, watch those <laughs> fibs over there, little girl. You are you, my favorite. You woke up a little spicy today. I woke up spicy today because I have, am full of cedar fever. And as we mature as adults, we don't take our colds out on anyone else. Oh, if, hey, if, for those of you who have allergies out there, um, I only had them once I moved to Texas in cedar fever. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, what do you do? I'm supposed to have like local honey, right? I think it's a little more than that. You <laughs> tend to sit. It'll be like a really bad um, environmental allergy day. You open all the doors mm -hmm. and sit in the room with the cat who goes outside, climbs over everything, grabs all the pollen, brings it inside on the couch. Yeah. And then your face is on it. And there's, there's no getting around that. Mm. Yeah, this intro is off camera. Uh, <laughs> okay, so a couple things. Bobby, have you signed up for the Big Silence newsletter? I have not. Well, you should because every Monday we have an exclusive new newsletter that goes out with tips and it's called Big Feels Monday. Like, uh, did you, wanna... you say exclusive? Exclusive. I like that. Very Gotta nice. Be a member. Okay. All right. Members only. Um, so make sure you head over to thebigsilence.com to get on that newsletter. We also have some really big announcements coming out. Um, we're having a refresh of the website, which I'm so excited about. Me too. I think it needs it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we always got to, you know, refresh, hey. renew. That's right. Keeps going. Yeah. Um, so the navigation will be a lot better and um, you'll want to spend more time there. And also, we are hitting the road soon. I think we talked about this on an intro a couple weeks ago about um, having a mobile podcast. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of great feedback about that idea. Great. <laughs> I, I mean, what an idea. What so, an idea. So again, either comment on Instagram or send us a DM or something of where we should go. We've already created a list from what from the ideas you had from the last intro that we did. And also any people that I should hit up and be like, yo, jump in my van. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> and uh, are you in, let's see, Los Olivos? We'll have a Central Coast wine episode. Oh, you um, know what? No matter what. What? We should, the two of us in Central Coast Wine Country. Yes. At the campsite, do a podcast. Okay. Sign me up. What do you all want us to talk about? Mm. Let us know. <laughs> all right. So, 
Today's guest, Bobby, and everyone listening is Marin Azoff. I loved having her on uh, because she teaches women how to use your voice. So Marin and I discuss how the voice can heal the body and the mind. And the voice has been something really big to me lately about using your voice and the importance of having a voice. And I always used to we talk about how I used to get really tight in my chest when I was under stress. Or mm-hmm. Have you had that before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we talk about how our own voice can heal us, um, kind of like sound bowls. Hmm. We don't even need a sound bowl, I realized. We just need our voice. On the same, like this. Ah, are you? I prefer the sound bowls. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so we talk about the chakra system and how it correlates to how we developed mentally and how we activate self-confidence from the solar plexus and the heart chakra. Marin, it was a beautiful conversation. I met her through the Chopra team. So um, I hope you learn a lot from this. Are you feeling your throat chakra? Mm-hmm. Is it closed up right now? No, no, it's good. But if I am nervous for something, yeah, it's all in my chest. Yeah. Tight, tight chest. So listen to this podcast and share it with someone who possibly needs to have their voice released. All right. Enjoy the app. As always, leave a review for the podcast and share with everyone and see you on the other side. Ciao. Welcome to the Big Silence, Marin Aza. I am very excited to have this conversation with you. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, brought together by mm-hmm. two wonderful ladies. Shout out to Heather and Darlene for making this happen. And I wanted to start out just with something that I that like really stuck with me that you said. It's your voice has the ability to heal your body. It's scientifically proven that drumming, chanting, singing have been used for survival. When we activate the full power of our voice, we increase chemicals in the body and increase a nervous system response that creates vitality and longevity. And yes, I believe that. Let's go back to the journey to your voice. To my own voice? Yeah. I mean, how did you ah. get into it? Like, why, how did this, I'm talking about you. How did you mm-hmm. get into learning about this and how to use your voice? So I was born with the ability to sing, I would probably say. They mm-hmm. found my voice very young at around five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they found that voice in this, only really looking back at the whole story. You know, we, we see things in hindsight. Did I really see what was going on at that time? There was um, some abuse going on at home. Mm-hmm. And there was this pageant in my school where this boy was supposed to sing God Bless America. And then he... His parents came in and said, he can't sing it. We're Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just volunteered. And so I sang and they saw that I could sing and they just started training me. Like once they saw that I had the voice, they just started training my voice. And so I became a singer. And then in hindsight, I can look back and say, that was my own soul knowing my destiny and my therapy, mm-hmm. right? Because at that time I was keeping a secret and I was told not to tell anybody. and. I didn't, <laughs> like a good girl. And that was something that I was navigating, but I couldn't share. And I found music immediately to be the way that I could sing. It also was a talent. So it became a way of getting attention and of taking roles, right? Mm-hmm. Of like playing roles and putting myself in different ways to kind of put it out and not have to share what was deep inside. 
So we could fast forward through an entire career of using my voice, of going to school, of training the voice, of becoming a professional singer, wanting to be on Broadway when I was younger and all mm-hmm. those things. But really looking at it, there was this like constant sabotager in there mm-hmm. that wouldn't like let me get it, you know, yeah. little successes along the way for sure. But there was, there was a deep insecurity that I was holding that wouldn't like let me get it all the way through it. And then I ended up deciding I'm, I'm not a performer. This is too, this is too difficult. I don't like the industry. I don't like the world. I'm just going. And I decided to redefine myself. And in that process, I found ashrams and Sanskrit and uh, using the voice in different ways and more spiritual ways. And then ultimately, I found a shaman from Peru. And it was when I started working with medicines mm-hmm. that it was shown to me very clearly why we have a voice, what we do with this voice, how it's been done this way since the indigenous people walked on this planet and still walk on this planet using use it, um, but how it's really for our healing. And it's not just for this entertaining thing that we do. It's deep vibrational medicine. So all the things were tied together. And then ultimately, I was shown very clearly that everyone needs to find their voice. So I started. Isn't that interesting, too? If you think back as kids, because I know we're probably from the same generation and like music, like when you say you had a secret, I hope that that secret's out and you were... Oh yeah. Say, Long like, out. say Long it loud. Out. <laughs> say it loud. You don't hold it inside and hold it in your throat. And yeah, as a kid, I had a secret of my mom being mentally ill at home and I didn't want to talk about it. So I hid it. So what did I do? I would crank up some Tiffany or Debbie Gibson or Nirvana or whatever I was in the mood and I would sing and I would move. And as a kid, that's all I knew, but it came so naturally. And then as adults, we we let that go. And I think it's so important to remember. And even with the fitness, when I was in my darkest days, I was, um, after 10 years of depression and drug misuse, and I was like, when was I happy? I was like, oh, I was a kid. And I ran a half marathon. Okay, Karina, get moving. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. So the voice is our, our primary instinct. It's the first thing we do when we come into the world. We breathe, right? And once the spirit comes into the body, like respiration, respiriting, right? Mm -hmm. Once we pull our spirit into our flesh, our first instinct is to cry. Mm -hmm. And not every baby cries, but the vast majority of us do, Mm -hmm. right? And if we didn't, up until recently, they would hit us Mm -hmm. to make sure that there wasn't anything developmentally wrong with us so that they would make us cry right? So our voice is our primary life urge to connect, to express our soul out into the world. And it uses the body to do that, right? It is a spiritual practice. It's the spirit in the body and the body energy that awakens. So when we take that first breath, Mm -hmm. that's how we wake up our body, Mm -hmm. right? The spirit has to enter the form and then the body intelligence will awaken. If we don't take that breath in, the body is not going to last very long, but the breath will feed the intelligence of the body. So from that breath, all the support muscles of the voice are opened. And then the first thing we do is say, I am here, mm-hmm. right? When we scream when we're younger or cry when we're younger, there is no emotion attached to it. Emotions develop at around the second chakra, which is like six months to three years is when we're going to start feeling emotions, right? Mm -hmm. At the very beginning of our life, it is strictly survival. Mm -hmm. 
we cry to be fed. We cry to be changed. We cry to be held, turned over because we can't turn ourselves over in our crib and our blood is stagnating, right? Mm-hmm. Our bodies need something and our soul says, we have to get this voice out so that we can get it. And if we are lucky and blessed, we will get it. And if we don't, then that could lead to some big developmental issues. Mm-hmm. I just had a thought and I, you're the expert on this, but do you think that changes then when you get older and you start to have emotions and you start to cry, but then you're told to not cry? Yes. So the emotions are like, a, they're, they're feelings, right? Yeah. The, the emotional components, energy in motion. That's what emotion is. So if you have something that moves you to want to express itself and you're told not to express it, it just gets stuck inside the body. You can't get it out. The longer we practice that, the more it becomes illness. It literally leads to dis-ease in the tissues. Right. I can just think of um, that time when you're a baby and you're allowed to cry. And then as you get older, you're you're shushed. And then I can see how that could make you lose your voice and afraid to speak. So take me through the next process in life. And I mean, just from my own experience of being afraid to use my voice. And uh, as we discussed, you know, my mother was had a mental illness and we were talking earlier about mental illness and the voice. Yeah, I have to say that the work you're doing is so inspirational and it's your life's path, right? It's these mm-hmm. karmic charts and it's these contracts that we sign with the earth that we're going to come and do some kind of work to evolve our species, to evolve our bloodlines. So to have a mother, which is your root chakra information, it's your deepest connection to the earth, to have a mother who makes you feel unstable. Mm-hmm. And then to get your own stability, to trust your own instincts and your own connections enough ultimately, right, to then turn that around and then help other people find themselves in a process of going back to what we were talking about. Our voices are programmed by our outside world. Mm -hmm. They're originally ours, right? We scream and we cry and we have no editor and we don't think about if it's okay. Like, do you know a baby that at two o'clock in the morning doesn't cry because it thinks mommy and daddy have been up all day. Daddy has to work tomorrow and I shouldn't cry. Right? Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I am hungry and, or I'm not sleeping and I want you to hold me and I don't care how much you're not sleeping. Right. That's, that's, that's our initial instinct. And then the outside world begins to tell us that's okay. That's not okay. Don't say that. Say that mm-hmm. you're not doing that right. Do that. And they do it with this, the same way we train animals. They go like, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Or no. Mm-hmm. That's bad. And we get these nervous system responses. of, <laughs> mm-hmm. And when that vagus nerve has that response, the second chakra closes down, mm-hmm. which are our primary muscle groups of the voice. And that's also the house of our creativity, mm-hmm. how we are emotions and how we, how we take our instincts and we move them out into the world and create ourselves and the world around us. And that chakra is directly connected muscularly to the fifth. So once we have a contraction in the lower body, it just chokes us off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then our world goes inside instead of it being something that's free to move outside because our voices are designed for creation. Literally in the Rig Veda, this is one of the biggest drivers of my work. They speak about the vibrational quality of the human voice as unmanifest form. Mm -hmm. So the frequency that our voice comes out through literally forms a waveform pattern that collapses into the world we see physically, the world we live. 
So depending on where in our body our voice is coming from, if it's coming all the way from up here or if it's coming from down here or if it's being used through the whole vessel, we have different vibrational power that will go out and create reality. Yeah. Right? Now, this is ancient, ancient, ancient information. But then if we have an outside world that tells us, no, don't make that sound. No, Mm -hmm. don't cry. No, don't tell Only say something nice. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. If any of your Mm -hmm. natural feelings are not allowed to happen, then our intelligence is shut down. Our inner world gets very clouded with editor and thought processes, and we lose the vibrational power of our voice as well. Yeah, I can think of a few. I mean, I probably have just done the work on using my voice in the past like five to seven years, like really not holding things in and not caring if someone would not want to hear. Like I'm not being mean. It's this is my how I feel and expressing feelings again and uh probably still from childhood trauma or different relationships and maybe friendships that weren't good. And um I love that. So if someone comes to you and they want to work with you. What is that process? And typically who would come to work with you? I work with everybody. Yeah. It's all walks of life. It's all ages. It's all peoples because this is not, yes, the singer comes to me and I can get them their full range. Go for it. I can get you all your octaves, right? It's fine. But that's not the the singing voice and the speaking voice and the manifesting voice and the chanting voice and the praying voice are all the same voice. Mm -hmm. So I work with people who are feeling blocked in being able to create the true self in the world, right? People who have what they, they feel in their hearts but they doubt it every turn, right? Tons of people who have just been raised to doubt themselves. Um, And I work with people who are really ready for the next level of their life. So I'm a professional and I I just feel like I need to get out more, but I can't. Okay, great. Um, I mean, it's it's everyone. It's yogis, it's medicine people, it's, it's politicians, it's everyone. Like you could just name them. It's anyone who needs to use your voice in the world Mm -hmm. or even feels like your trauma is in the way of your life. Mm-hmm. Because the coolest part of my work is that you don't have to even hold on to any of those stories for them. They're, they're stuck in your body. They're stuck in your chakras. They're stuck in the energy centers of your being. And then your tissues won't create the new thing for you. So you can literally just take the vibration of your voice. And what I show you how to do is support it, get it into that area of the body and just clean the slate vibrationally. Sound, when you said when you were younger and you danced and you sang, Mm -hmm. music is our medicine. Mm -hmm. It's the best thing humanity has ever done is to create music. It is our greatest contribution to this planet. It is the vibrational frequency of this sound that we have learned how to create different sound qualities that can move the water in our body Mm -hmm. and literally change the molecular structure of it. Right. Right. Exactly. we have that in our own voice. Yeah. So let's say there's someone listening and they have never ta- talked about a chakra before, holding mm-hmm. uh, trauma in their body. And they're like, am I doing that? Am I holding trauma in my body? Do I need to do this? But I don't know how to recognize it. What would you say for someone brand new to this would recognize that they are holding trauma in their body and that they can release this way through voice? So the way that we do the work is we go from the root chakra to the crown chakra. I'll explain what a chakra is. Um, A chakra is actually anatomical. It's a very spiritual or esoteric term 
That would mean an energy center in your body. And in yogic teachings, in the, in the basic yogic teachings, there are seven main centers that run up and down the spine. And uh, each one is literally represented anatomically as a group of nerve ganglion that are in your body. So you have these clusters of nerves that are at each chakra point. And each of those chakras are developing at a certain age of your being raised. And so the first, the seven chakras are developing originally from zero to 14. So we get an onset of who we are, personality, how we process information and how we put ourselves out in the world in the first 14 years of our life, Mm -hmm. zero to seven being primary to physical, how we show up and seven to 14 being how we emotionally show up right? Every seven years from there, we keep on replenishing and going through, which is why they say humans live in seven-year life cycles. Right. Every seven years, we're a redefined person if we choose to be. Mm-hmm. But if we are not letting go of past stories and they're sitting in our nervous system, memories keep sending signals to the same area where that memory is stored, then we keep on recreating the same person again and again and again. And we could do that until we die. Mm-hmm. Or we can rebirth ourselves and actually get a shot at telling a new story, which is what I'm in it for. Yeah. So the way that I would determine if someone is like physically and emotionally blocked is how they breathe. Mm. Breath is everything. So we are designed to breathe with our diaphragm. Mm-hmm. If I ask most people how they breathe, they'd say with their lungs. And yes, the lungs take in the air, but the diaphragm has got to make a movement for the full lung to take in breath. People who suffer from anxiety or yeah, short breath, they're breathing up into the top of their lung. Mm -hmm. And that sends all sorts of signals to the body that we're stressed and it puts you in sympathetic nervous system, right? So if you can breathe your diaphragm down and your belly out and your waist out, let's do it. And if if you can, yeah, great. Everyone at home, try it. If when you take a deep breath in, you can breathe all the way down to the ground and feel the bottom, the root of your body, just relax and drop into the ground. And if your shoulders do not lift, but stay in their place, and you could just feel your belly opening and closing, similar to if you were lying on your back, you would feel it just rising and falling. If you could breathe that way sitting here, then your physicality is not stuck or holding anything. The vast majority of us do not breathe this way. Mm-hmm. Although this was the first breath we took when we came into the world, mm-hmm. right? So this is the breath that creates the voice. And when we find this breath, then you have the full the full capacity of your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as someone who has suffered from, from anxiety, but knows how to work through it now and recognize and learning all about the vagus nerve and all of, you know, and breathing, it really is breath. And so first step, you find out if you're holding trauma in your body. If you, so basically, if you are not, if you're taking short breaths. Right. If you are breathing up, then you're feeding your head. Yeah. And this is where mental disease comes from because we have three and major energy centers, or I say three brains, right? We have a gut brain, which 
Science now is showing us the probiotic on every shelf possible Mm -hmm. because we know that the health of the gut actually controls the health of the other two. It's our primary brain. It's our instinctual intelligence. Mm -hmm. And when that gut is functioning correctly, then our emotions are healthy because they're natural. They're coming from an embodied perspective, and then the emotions will be healthy. If our cognitive brain, our third brain, which I think is the, the plague of our time, really, is that our cognitive brain has been given like full green light to run the show. Yep. We reward intelligence and, and degrees and go get the, go, 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 learn, 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 learn. And we can, in that process, neglect completely the rest of our body. When the mind is in charge of everything, it has way too much of its own power <laughs> and it needs to share that with the heart and with the gut, right? So when we get the voice into the body or the breath into the body, we basically are setting up the three brain connection. Yeah. And our energy moves from down up instead of up down. Hey there, Big Silence fam. I want to take a moment here and thank our partners who make this podcast possible. Clear STEM. All right, let's talk again. I get a lot of questions about skincare, especially as we age. And yep, I'm coming up on 43 years wise. And for the past four or five months, I've discovered the now viral Clear STEM through a friend and I'm obsessed. ClearStim is for women and men of all ages, and they created the anti-aging plus anti-acne plus free of hormone disruptors category in skincare. It combines all three categories of skincare, anti-aging meets anti-acne meets clean beauty. So you ask, what is a stem cell? Well, stem cells act as a superfood for your skin while the hydrating ingredients restore your skin barrier. My faves? Well, I love the Hydroglow Stem Cell Moisturizer. I'm actually running over to order more on the website because I use it every day. And uh, I can use the code, like you, the big silence at checkout for 15% off. Hydroglow is a cult favorite, and in my house, Bobby loves it too. Hydroglow is stem cell moisturizer with Bocuchil and Squalane that treats your skin to look younger while you sleep. Bocuchio gives you the benefits of retinol without the toxicity or unwanted sun sensitivity. It literally leaves you plump, glowing, and so soft. I'm always saying, Bobby, feel my skin. It's like butter. Plus, it just smells so good. I also love the Cell Renew Collagen Serum. Need I say more? Give me all the collagen. The ultimate solution for youthful skin. It's formulated with ingredients like palmetto, green tea, and reishi mushroom, which work together to balance oil production and regulate hormonal acne. All ingredients are known for their natural benefits in promoting healthier skin, making it perfect for all skin types, including sensitive skin like mine. Join the Clear Stim movement and head over to clearstimskincare.com and enter The Big Silence at checkout for 15% off. Can't wait to see your glowing skin. So then let's move to the voice and how it can heal the mind and the body. And what is that? And, you know, not necessarily, you know, we're not trying to sing, but just like just a basic voice. What is the first step to have that voice start healing? Exactly. So it's not everyone wants to be a singer, but I would tell everybody that singing is incredibly fundamental. And once you actually have your voice, even if you think right now I'm not a good singer, you will be a good singer because it's all the same voice, right? So much of why we have pitch problems is because we're not grounded. Mm -hmm. So this is where it comes in. The first quote you said, 
singing and drumming and chanting, right? This is how originally we knew to survive. We used music and sound vibration to survive. Like our, at that time of our life, we were worried about making it through the cold winters, procreating, hunting, gathering, like making sure humanity could live on this planet in connection with the earth. Mm. Right? Then we learned how to survive and we became more creative and we started to have fun here. Right? That initial breath of the baby, of us, and then the muscles that that opens that creates your sound. Getting your voice that way is how you heal your body with your voice. The voice is then supported at the bottom of the body, and it sends and emanates sound up through each of the resonators, each of your chakras, and it will create a vibrational cleaning, right? Mm-hmm. So this is something that, um, you know, mantras are all about mm-hmm. in, in yoga and in the Vedic traditions. Mantras are simple sounds that you make in these connected ways that charge up these energy centers. Yeah. And that's not singing. That's just using your voice to create a vibration. Right. I can see that too. And I want to go back to one thing about like not being good. I, I had, um, I don't know if you know Alexis Sarton. She's a, a coach and she, I had a conversation with her this week and I was like, I love to sing and dance, but I'm just not good. And she's like, stop right there. <laughs> what do you mean? Who told you you're not good? And we were talking, I was like, you know what? I am good because it makes me feel great to just sing and dance. And that was just a little side note there, just conversations this week, I feel like have been around movement and voice and how it just makes you feel good and the vibration. So let's go back because we, a lot of us know um, sound baths and crystals and how it affects the body and the vibrations, but you can basically do that, the same effect with just your voice. So everyone- you don't need anything else. I'm serious. You really, <laughs> not that they're not wonderful. Yeah. I love a sound bath. I like to shut up sometimes and <laughs> receive. It's a very important part of living is receiving, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but we have it and we've had it from the beginning. And I think that this has been kept from a lot of us because I don't know who they are when I say they, <laughs> but someone doesn't want us to know how powerful we are. Mm-hmm. Someone doesn't want us to know that we have the entire ability to connect our own nervous system back together, to to heal it all, to create literally create the world, and to live in a way where you're you're in a good, healthy life. When we live in the world that we're in now, we feel it. We all see what's happening here, and it's um it's this feeling that there's something outside of ourselves that is going to heal this, yeah. which is impossible. Right. Uh, that's so important to say that again. Can you repeat that? Because I think it's so important. So the issue that, that we face here and we see a world that's um, that's in a lot of distress is this issue that we, we think something outside of ourselves is what is going to save us or going to be able to help us, right? That's so and, yeah. and this work is literally rewiring your very own connection <laughs> with spirit, body, and earth herself. Mm-hmm. Right. So we are the bridge of so much incredible intelligence. Mm -hmm. Our society right now teaches us an intelligence that we like live to at this moment. Mm -hmm. Right. But we have access to cosmic Akashic intelligence and we have access to all of the earth. Our bodies hold earth intelligence and we cut ourselves away through our ego. We live in a world where we feel separate Mm -hmm. 
from our source. And religions have even done that. They put God outside of ourselves. It's something we have to go pray to, right? And I'm not saying that the origin of, of religion is not community and being sacred and all of that is so important. But the the feeling that we're sinners, that God is outside of ourselves, just keeps on creating this feeling that we are not worthy right, of we're something. Not or, yeah. We're not enough. But we're it. We are literally it. So if we could go in and actually get our voice in our body, feel the confidence that that builds. I mean, confidence. Mm -hmm. That whole, what you just said, I use my voice, but I say I'm not good. Mm -hmm. What if you just used your voice and didn't have that thought? Right. That's stealing life. Like that hijacks life. That thought. I'm never hijacks. saying that again. <laughs> when you said, when you said, um, I'm not a good singer, I would say the only not good singer is an insecure singer mm -hmm. because they're holding back, right? Like when someone is nervous or scared or shy, they give you just a little bit, but they don't actually let the sound move all the way out. They don't actually like just support their sound. And so instead, there's a large portion, there's a huge amount of bandwidth that is stolen by the head. Right. And the voice is all body. Mm -hmm. It's not head at all. We only use the head for a word that we need to remember, right? But that word that we need to remember has the song we're singing or what we're speaking is always there to represent a feeling that we're having. And that happens inside the body, yeah, not so, in the head. So it's getting out of here, having that thought, the word, but then using your entire body to let it. Yeah. And don't hold it back. Yeah. Think about, I mean, anyone of you at home right now listening to this, you yeah. can probably come up with one to 10 stories where you were a young child and you were unabashedly in your joy, in your love, either singing or just playing even. It doesn't even have to be singing, but you were all in in some really jovial, beautiful, childlike way. And somebody disrupted that and told you you were wrong, you were stupid, or to shut up. Mm -hmm. Or you weren't good enough, mm -hmm. right? Somebody did that to us. And that initial feeling of, <gasps> is the first layer of contraction. Oh my gosh, I can even think of, uh, as a child, like when you uh, audition for the school play, you're not good <laughs> enough for that role, dear. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So then you are afraid to audition for the next one yeah. or you resent the person who got it or you just decide I'm not going to be in chorus then or it's really wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we all know, we talk about this all the time, how like you, as you get older and as adult, we have to break, you know, kind of all the trauma of childhood and learn to be a child again, like the freedom of a child, the, the fearlessness. The, I mean, that's how our society is. I want to talk more about your vocal transformation technique. And I think this is fantastic. And it's, um, I get to meet so many cool people on the pod and I'm like, I want to do that. Uh, can we talk about that? Yes. Though I just released a new course that is a, is a technique that basically is going to retrain the way your voice moves in your body. It's the way that you were designed, everything we've talked about so far. Mm -hmm. And normally now when people sing, even classically trained singers, so this is not classical training. Mm -hmm. This actually helps many of my students who are classically trained find other ways to use their voice instead of being stuck in one particular way. But what this technique is, is it is um, it's a, a, a remembering of how to use these muscles in a way that expresses. So a lot of us, when, we, when we're going to either speak or sing or anytime we use our voice, we'll feel a contraction in our belly. 
a tightening before we use our voice or we won't feel anything. We're just controlling our voice from the throat and the head. So we talk up here, but we don't feel any muscles below activating. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel any muscles below activating, then that is definitely a sign that you are not using your voice completely. Mm-hmm. Your full body should always be engaged. So the technique is a muscle isolation exercise. I know you part of your life is workouts. And I love it because this is a workout. Mm -hmm. I've created a workout, a vocal workout that is going to take each muscle responsible for the voice and work it out in the way it's designed to be used so that you can strengthen the whole underbelly that you need to support your sound completely. It opens up the throat. It stabilizes the nervous system. And it will create a sound channel that moves through your whole body. So you have access to all the areas where your body can make sound from, Mm -hmm. which opens up your full range, resonance, capacity. It's like one big exercise that just resets and retrains your whole voice. How long would this take if I did this course? I'm very interested in this. I mean, I'm always, you know, uh, interested in improving in any way. And as a recent person who is... You, has learned to use her voice and who doesn't, like I used to speak and like, you know, when your throat tightens up. So how long does it take for this vocal transformation? Yeah, the technique is a is an exercise. It's a yeah. workout and you could do as little of it or as much of it as you want. Yeah. And I would recommend you take muscle by muscle, but many people I'm sure are practicing all of it. And then you ultimately build to this very, very, um, you say you run marathons. You ultimately build to a marathon. Mm-hmm exercise where you go up and down two to three octaves and you're using these muscles the way you've been taught. So you're going to access new range. So it's really at your own pace and it's however you do it. But literally anybody who does this work, and the reason why I created the online course that I just put out is because when I bring this to my in-person retreats, anytime, it doesn't matter where on your vocal journey you are, that I take you through this, which is about two hours of teaching. By the end of that class, they're like, oh my God, who is that? Like, yeah. What voice is that? And they reach notes they've never reached before and they feel power they've never felt before. It's really, really an incredibly impactful exercise. That's amazing. And then, okay, so just what would your number one tip be? And I can guess what it is because we've already talked about it, but just for someone feeling anxiety right now. The number one tip is take a deep breath, yeah. right? That's what we would tell anybody who's having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. But I would say to go further into the voice, mm-hmm. I would say to chant your root chakra and your heart chakra. These are two very important parts and they are what connects to each other. I said before the second chakra and the fifth chakra are connected and that's in, that's creation and expression, mm-hmm. right? Emotion and then letting it out. The first chakra is your connection to the earth. Mm-hmm. And in your case, it's interesting. I would love to dig in with you on a, on a private situation because it's that's the mother. Mm-hmm. And our relationship with our mother is our representative of our connection to the earth until we decide that we are going to connect to the earth ourselves because the earth is our mother, our mother's mother and our mother's mother's mother. We have one mother and it's her. And when you actually can connect in and feel supported by her, you have access to the keys of the kingdom, Mm. right? But if you are hooked or stuck on your mother relationship, it can create a disconnect from this grounding to the planet which can create a lot of anxiety and a lot of emotional distress, right? So to chant the root chakra is to claim back your place on this earth and to say, I have the right to be here. The earth has got me. 
my body can be healthy. I could be strong, right? And no matter what another human related to me or not, no, even no matter how many generations the story has been playing out in my family, right? Me here right now, I'm a divine child of spirit who is on the planet and the planet has got me. So that will alleviate anxiety if you can really get your voice to connect in with her. Immediately, that's going to feel like a feeling in your heart. So if we go back to just the breathing Mm -hmm. and we take that diaphragmatic breath down and we see if we could get down to the root, you should feel, if you can get down to your root, you should feel pressure in the center of your chest as well. If you're at the bottom, you're also like right in the center Mm -hmm. of your chest. That's how this works. Once you give that spirit down to her, she reminds you where the center of your gravity is. We are heart-centered beings. The mind goes towards the heart. The gut goes towards the heart. The movement of our chakras are three above, three below, and they're all feeding into our center, right? This is unconditional love, everyone. (laughs) Like This is literally presence. A mind only wants to think about what happened to me back then and what I need to do tomorrow. The heart is right here, right now. And the frequency of this chakra is pure vibrational love, not emotional love. It's different. Not I love you now, I don't love you tomorrow. It's this pure vibration of deep connection to everything around you that comes from your entire chakra system feeding into it. You're connected, right? So if you're suffering from anxiety, The first question I would ask is, do you feel like the earth has got you? That God, whatever you want to call that, right? That God, creator, spirit, whatever you plug into that has got you. And that you have the right to live your life, regardless of what anybody else has ever told you. That just by having your body, that's the only proof you need that you were welcomed here and that you're wanted here. And that if you just bring that depth, really come into the body instead of being in the head, there's nothing to be anxious about. Mm-hmm. I believe not, not, not necessarily scared. Fear is a different thing. Fear is a body thing. It's like deeply in our being. It's part of our instinctual intelligence. Anxiety is a different thing. Yeah. I, I know for me, um, so my mother passed two years ago and I've had a lot less anxiety and also learning to have my voice in certain situations. And I think, you know, the tools that you gave, like everybody listened to that. And it's so, and then you have to believe it. Like you really have to believe it. Everything that you said. And with that breath, all of a sudden you just like feel that comfort and that grounding. And it's, you know, and give yourself permission. A lot of people don't feel like they're deserving. Would you, I mean, in my opinion, and you are. I ask people all the time, like when they say, I don't have a voice or I don't have a good voice. When we were children, we didn't look through that lens of whether or not it, it comparison or it adds up. We just wanted to see what we were capable of. Mm-hmm. So we have to come back to this curiosity, right? Of what we can do instead of what we've been told we can't. Mm-hmm. When we were younger, we dreamed so big. Mm-hmm. Like whenever we're, when we're kids, we want to be whatever the top of the line thing is. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a ballerina. I want to be a, I don't know. I want to be a a fireman, right? Courage. And then they realize, you know, firefighters, it's a very 
dangerous thing and you don't make all that much money and it's really not that glamorous <laughs> and like realistic things come in that you're like, oh, maybe I won't do that. But when we're younger, we see ourselves as greatness mm-hmm. and we really believe we could be anything. Yeah. Right. And then the world tells us otherwise and we listen. <laughs> But for any of us who don't listen, and there is story after story after story after story of this in our, you know, our world of people who inspire us, anybody who doesn't listen can go all the way with that. And that actually applies to every single human being. And I know some of us are in very hard positions. I am not denying that we have not figured out how to live on this earth well yet as a humanity. But even in those dark spots, that power is still there inside of everyone, right? So if we look at the whole thing as a field of energy, one quantum field of energy, which we all are speaking about now, right? Quantum mechanics. It's all vibrational and it's all electromagnetic. If we take our voice and we bring it up through our empowered, confident self and we give it out into the world, The largest chakra, the largest resonator of the voice is the heart. So it is of the utmost importance that our voice comes through our heart, Mm -hmm. not from our head. Mm -hmm. And when that voice can be mustered up through the heart and out, it sends a waveform to the whole grid of energy and begins a movement that will begin to attract towards you everything you need to heal and to live whatever you're dreaming. I love this. And you know, so we always talk about like the mental health toolbox. Need to add voice into that. Yes. I'm gonna it's the add, first thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Very that. Much. Thank you, Marin. Uh, this welcome. is incredible. So I'm going to put everything in the show notes, but still, where can everyone find you and get snippets and, you know, maybe online practice with you? So yes, I give out information at on my Instagram at vocal underscore transformation. So if you're just wanting like little tips here and there, they come out, little inspirations, they're there. Our website is vocaltransformation.com. We do in-person retreats, which are week-long breakthrough, incredible retreats. Some of them have shamanic medicines and some of them don't. So wherever you're wherever you are in life, if you want to like go that way or not, it works both ways. Um And we also have these two really incredible online courses. So the one we talked about is the technique, which is about how you're going to use your body to create your full sound. But then I also have a 16-week full online course that takes you through each chakra, the age of its development, what each chakra is about. So what might come up in that time of your life that could create trauma, that could create a holding, and then a chanting practice that you would do to clean it out. Right. So 16 weeks to a full vocal transformation, to a rebirthing, right, of who you think you are by the power of your voice. I love that. I'm so happy that retreats are back. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> They've been back too. for a while, but I just miss them so much. So yeah. thank you, Marin, for coming You're to the Big Silence awesome. podcast. It's been a pleasure. So great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today and every Wednesday. If you loved this episode or think a loved one could benefit from listening, please share. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the.big.silence. 
Head over to thebigsilence.com to sign up for our newsletter to stay in the loop for live events coming up and details on the release of my memoir, The Big Silence. And as always, we'd love a like, subscribe, and leave a review on anywhere the podcast can be found. I love you, and I will see you next Wednesday. The Big Silence. The Big Silence. The Big Silence.